1: Search Harrison Agents today on 1629 SEN Hobart. Jack and Paney with Jack Revolt and Tim Payne.
2: Welcome back to Jack and Paney. Thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmania's real estate specialist. Well, Paney, I am very excited about the next guest we've got on because I'm looking forward to picking his brain. Uh, But a brain that might be, well, a little bit tired at the moment just due to the fact that he's had. He, uh, a little baby, him and his wife Carly have had a little baby. Xander, Jeremy Howe from the Collingwood Football Club, High Flyer and Tasmanian Footy. Great. How are you, Howie?
1: Good, thanks, lad. Thanks for having me.
2: Mate, welcome to the show. Uh, everything going well with the young fella?
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's actually been really good. So he's four weeks today. So um, it's gone pretty quick. Sleeping pretty well at night. Um, yeah, you can have the occasional hairy one. But uh, yeah, look, no, it's been really good. And uh, yeah, we're both pretty stoked with how it's going so far.
0: Tell you what, how you've timed it pretty well, mate. To be fair, with uh, this time of year for you, that's well done. Great planning, but mate, just uh, pick number thirty-three way back in two thousand and ten from the Hobart Footy Club via Dodgers Ferry. Obviously, a very proud Tasmanian. What does your Tasmanian heritage um, mean to you? I know you've got uh, some relatives that have played a bit of sport in Tasmania as well.
1: Yeah. Oh, I guess just because um, just sport in general is so massive in Tasmania, it was throughout my family as well that I kind of just. Got bred into it anyway. Kind of footy was all through the family. My brother played. My old man played. Was through his family. And, um, I love the, I love the togetherness of it. Um, I wouldn't. I'd be lost without sport in general. Um, footy, I was probably the best at in terms of what I play. But I had to dabble at everything. I think that's good down in Tassie. Everyone kind of um, has a crack at most sports, and um, I was, I was certainly no stranger to that. Love my my golf, tennis, footy, basketball, but. Um, yeah, kind of lucked out in the end when I got drafted in 2010. I was 20 years old, and um, yeah, pick 33. Josh Green was actually picked before me. So there's um, was he? That probably under that probably undersells myself, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well
2: Harry, pick 33 at 20 years of age? You'd always shown signs to being a, a very good player, but did you? Well, did the search to play AFL football ever sort of wane on you? And you think oh, I'm going to be stuck playing? Or I say stuck playing at Hobart, but going to be playing my, my football career in Tasmania. Or, or was it something you just clicked in and it really sort of, I mean, shot into to what you are today?
1: Well, to be honest, I, like, I finished school in year 10, went straight into an apprenticeship. It's kind of what all the boys did back home. And I played local footy all the way through. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, I, I got drafted from Hobart, but I was, my um, head coach at Dodgers Ferry pretty much gave me the boot out of the club when I was 19. He's like, if you're ever going to have a crack at it, you may as well go play TSL. And obviously the best, best senior footy in the state. And um, he had a contact up there in Lance Sporting, who was assistant at Hobart. So I was like, i oh, stuff it I may as well have a go. It was pretty hard leaving my mate, my mates because I suppose I was happy being comfortable, but I was always wanted to try and test myself and play a better in a better standard of footy. And you know, we we, we were terrible. <laughs> we, I think we won four games and lost about fifteen. But um, yeah, lucky enough that we we turned a game on against Glenorchy. I think it was when the recruiters were down looking at uh, Jay Bowden um as they were most years but um yeah i managed to play a pretty good game and then their eyes kind of drifted towards me for the remainder of the season
2: but obviously the, the big news at the moment is uh for collingwood is the um, appointment of, of craig mccray have you had much to do with with fly previously or have you had much to do with him since the appointment's been made
1: no nah, so i i haven't um i've been lucky enough to meet him throughout footy at all or have anything to do with him but um, when he when he did get appointed, I actually spoke to him on the phone today for half an hour. He's doing the round to touch base with everyone on the list and a lot of staff. So he's a busy man. But um, from what I've been told, and my phone kind of blew up when he got the when he got the job, just with um, like an overwhelmingly positive response, and um, everyone's really excited. I've heard really good things, and you know, for the group that we've got, I feel like it's a, a great fit, and um, kind of just looking forward to getting to work again.
2: Well, make sure you ask him one small story that I, I can tell you is uh, he was uh, he's life of the party at the Brisbane Lions uh, through those premiership years and very, very <laughs> tight with Justin Lepich and Craig McRae actually, boys, he invented a beep test one year for Mad Monday and uh, he went through and actually started this beer drinking beep test. It was after one of the premiership years, I think it was 2002 and then proceeded to record this sort of minute diatribe just sledging every single player about their drinking ability so (laughs) you've got yourselves a a really good one down there at Collingwood uh, and he's certainly going to be a lot of fun Bath obviously the the change that's happening at coaching level um, list manager and all those off field things the the improvement for Collingwood in in 2022 where, where can the Collingwood supporters see that coming from?
1: Yeah, well, I think we were lucky enough—not um, through injury, but I guess with how the season was panning out, we were able to um, bleed a fair few youngsters throughout the throughout the season. And I think we had about eight deputants or something like that. And we got some some good games into some young guys. And um, I think you know they they give us a breath of fresh air. They provide plenty of energy, especially on field. And um, you know our, clearly our um, development's got to come from the young guys. But we just need to get back to a you know a consistent brand. We kind of fluctuated. We had really strong performance, like, you know, why we matched it with Melbourne, but then why couldn't we do it consistently? You know. There's a few factors to that. But um yeah, look, we just wanna get to work. I'm sure Fly's gonna come with a you know, his own spin on things and a different game plan. But the group that we do have are hungry. They're willing to learn and yeah, we kinda just lost our way throughout last year, but we feel like the list is still good enough to be able to get up there and compete and I think that's what kinda makes everyone pretty excited.
0: Yeah, absolutely. How are you, captain, uh, Scott probably coming towards the end of his career, it's fair to say. Is the captaincy something that that interests you and something that you'd put your hand up for if the opportunity arose?
1: Yeah, look, it's I've obviously got the experience of just doing it for one game, the last game of the year, and it's something that I really enjoyed. Like I loved it. Um, I've never been captain of a team throughout my whole career, so it's something that would be pretty cool. Um, I feel like I... Leadership's probably somewhere where I've really developed strongly over the last few years and just kind of naturally. um, Relationships is massive for me and I feel like I've got a pretty good reach with the boys, but... We've got a number of candidates at the club that were pretty willing to probably put their hands up in dips, um absence. But if you ask Pendles, I reckon he's got probably five more years in him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, but where? He was shopping himself around a few weeks ago, so he might have to get himself ready to go. Send him back to well, Dodgers. Well, that
1: is true. So who knows? It'll be, it'll be somewhere who's willing to give him 10 years on a big packet. So who knows? Straight into the senior coaching role, if you don't want.
0: <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> now, mate, while we've got you on um, as our high-flying specialist – no doubt yep. you've heard that Jack is in the running for mark of the year. Uh, he's own. up against Shea Bolton and Tim O'Brien. He's been talking about it for weeks. But <laughs> as our as our state expert hanger taker, uh, yep. we want to get your opinion on it. Who was the best? Um, and if Jack was to be robbed, as, he, as he's called it, if he doesn't win it, how should he deal with that? Because you've been, as you said, off air robbed probably five or six times and only a one-time yeah. winner. But give him we'll some advice in case on. it doesn't go his way, please. <laughs> well...
1: I've, been, I've gone on air and said it before. I do think Jax is a clear, a clear outlier out of the three. The other two were pretty yeah. high and spectacular, but there's an element of Jax that you got back with a flight. It's mm. ridiculously courageous, and he gets a secondary boost. So it ticks all the boxes. Where the other guys, get they get really high. It's kind of you tick one box, and that's it. So if you got yeah. my vote, if I was voting on it, which doesn't really matter. You can vote on it, Harry. Jax. you just gotta yeah, go you to You've got to go to AFL.com. You've until 10 a.m., Harry. <laughs> Oh, right. Are they, are they actually voting it? Is that what happens? Because normally when the fans vote for it, they get it wrong. So there's every chance for 30 seconds to not get it right.
0: <laughs> well, I, I think there's a bit of Tasmanian bias going on, to be totally honest. Oh. Uh, if Jack doesn't win this, it'll prove it to me. I'm
1: sure of it. To be uh. honest, it's been, it's been the year of hangers, and they're all been pretty impressive. So if you win it this year, you'd be up there for one of the uh, one of the go marks. Oh, there you
2: go. Harry, I want I to ask you, what, what's your... Because you've always had this in your arsenal, the ability to go and take massive hangers. Were you were you one of the kids that in the in the uh, schoolyard that would always be going to the back of the pack and telling the kids to go up in front of you because you knew you were pretty good at taking hangers and you just wanted to set them <laughs> up as a stepladder. Well,
1: it was markings up, but every time I marked the ball, I just gave it to someone else to go up there and kick it because I just didn't want to go up the other end. Yeah. So it was. Um, but to be honest, like I actually never really practiced it, and I didn't really get. I wasn't able to do it until I was probably seven, 18. And then playing senior footy for Dodgers, they played me on on the wing and they said, just play a kick behind the ball. So you got free rides whenever you kind of really wanted. And once you (laughs) took a couple, you kind of just went with them and then it just naturally kept developing. So um, I don't think I practiced it any more than anyone else did. But yeah, it's just managed to... Oh, sitting behind the ball probably definitely helps. You meant to play on someone as well. (laughs) I still haven't managed to be able to find them either. you've
0: taken
2: (laughs) a hanger on me before too, don't
0: worry. (laughs) I thought you'd like to definitely practice that with the ruck bags. Don't you all get uh, up and... A little bit, little bit. ...practice your all sort of spatial awareness?
1: Well, the, well, the coaches... The, all the coaches kind of... As soon as they ask for the bag to come out, they're, they're scarce. They, they take off and it's like, let's wrap up the end of training and then they won't really have a bar of it. So yeah. we used to have Anthony Rocker, who was great, because you couldn't move him. It's like sitting under a truck. <laughs> but... Um,
2: he left, and then no one's willing to get the bag out again. Damien Munkhorst actually does it at Hawthorne and doesn't wear a bag. He's about well, he's well, about <laughs> nearly three meters tall and looks like Andre the Giant. But the boys, because he trained, he was a coach at Richmond for a little bit, and he actually never wore a ruck bag. He just ran back and just copped him in the back and let the boys jump all over him. Could potentially have a little bit of comfort around the outside, which would help as well. So he's a big man, <laughs> bit of cushion,
0: big monk. Oh. Now, are out of Tasmania's highest flyers is probably you or Russell Robinson. Do you reckon you've got him covered? If you ask him, he actually lives around the corner, and he always
1: introduces himself or introduces me to someone else. I'm the second best hangar taker behind him. <laughs> That's how, he, that's how he introduces me to it. And the thing is, he's been serious. <laughs> I think he is. And he couldn't be anything further. It's daylight second. <laughs> so,
2: uh, well, yeah. we, we've got some... We've obviously, Disco Roach took that at famous mark against Hawthorne, um, yourself, Richo. I'd, I'd put it up there. We, we arguably could be the... Um, Oh, Royce Hart as well. Gosh, how could I forget Royce Hart? But we're we yeah. be the greatest hanger taking state of all time. I, I want to take you forward, Howie. Um, tonight, uh, obviously, the, your old teammates will be going out to play in the uh, well, prelim final against the Cats. Do you, is there a soft yeah. spot still for the Ds? Uh, I know you've got a lot of relationships back there, but um, certainly yeah. it's big for their football club.
1: Oh, no doubt. It kind of keeps me engaged in the footy season because you know I've obviously got those relationships with a few of the boys that are there. Um, the thing, it stings not seeing Nathan Jones in the team, but understanding why they kind of go in a little bit of a different direction. But yeah, I still got still got great mates there. I'm really looking forward to the game. It's one of those ones. I feel like kind of if they get this done, it's it's either theirs or Geelong. So that's where I look way I'm looking. But yeah, I'll I'll be barracking for them. I'll be having a few beers and watching tomorrow night. Um, because yeah, it's kind of what's keeping me engaged with the footy at the moment for those guys.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks very much, Howie. It's been our pleasure to have you on, mate. Tasmania's, I'd say, number one high flyer in such a huge week for 100% Jack. 100% uh, number mark of one year. high flyer. We're even
2: giving even... him number one. You <laughs> are. Up. Make well, if,
0: business
1: you wanna, if you want to add, add our nominations together, Jack, I think we've yep. got the whole country well and truly covered
2: so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking business card, and next time you see Russell Robinson, you actually hand it to him. and says, oh, "I'm the number. you are the number one flyer <laughs> in Tasmanian yeah, AFL uh, history. Truly.
1: We've got your own, you've got your own uh, radio station now, boy, so the least you can do is probably sort one of those out.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll try our best, mate. But again, thanks for coming well, on, mate. We appreciate your time. Um, no worries, Jack's mate. having a big, big week, and he appreciates your support coming on the show, so thanks very much. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thanks. This is Jack and Paney on SEN Hobart.